Welcome to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with your host, Sadhu Khalsa. One of the problems with treating addiction is that the medical profession doesn't try to help treat the root cause of the addiction, only the symptoms and behavior. It's time to look at addiction treatment from a new perspective. We'll discuss treatments and ideas that actually work. It just takes a different sort of understanding. Now, here is Sadhu Khalsa. Good afternoon and welcome again to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health. And our guest today is Jim Strohecker, who uh, I'm going to give an introduction to him in a second, but I want to say a few, a few things first. I've known Jim for over 10 years, and uh, his work is part of Total Health Recovery with every client I have. Uh, I've been trained by Jim and his staff to be a coach, a wellness coach, using the wellness inventory. And it is an incredibly uh, great tool to work on developing a wellness wellness plan. So it's a very important part of the treatment that I have when clients come to me for total health recovery. He's one of the teachers and mentors and uh, individuals who can make a difference in a person's life. So I want to I want to share something else about Jim, and then I'll turn it over to him. Uh, Jim is an e-health pioneer and wellness visionary. He has focused on bringing fundamental principles of wellness from the world's great healing and wisdom traditions into mainstream cultural awareness for over 25 years. He is CEO and co-founder of Health World Online, the world's first internet network for wellness and complementary alternative medicine and co-creator of the Wellness Inventory Assessment and Life Balancing Program and Certification Training. As founding vice president of the Future Medicine Publishing, he acted as executive director of the classic and influential work, Alternative Medicine, the Definitive Guide Definitive Guide. He has co-authored five books, including Natural Healing for Depression, Solutions from the World's Great Health Traditions and Practitioners. He has collaborated, collaborated on over 20 titles in the fields of natural health, psychology, human potential, yoga, meditation, and world spiritual traditions. A Phi Beta Kappa graduate of the University of Texas in Anthropology, his interests have taken him from archaeological expeditions to Mayan ruins in the Yucatan to years of intensive study of yoga and meditation in India. Mr. Strohacker has served on numerous boards, including the President's Advisory Council for Bastyr University and the Board of Trustees of the American University of Complementary Medicine. Jim, thank you so much to agreeing to be uh, interviewed by me. And I want to turn it over to you now, and if you could give us some of your history and how you got so interested in enhancing human well-being and kind of who you are and what happened that you started this type of work, and and uh, uh, please uh, go on, go forward. Thanks, Sadhu. It's so great to be here. Thank you for inviting me to join you on your on your show. And it's always a pleasure to just speak with people about uh, what we're what we're doing with uh, with our program. And to give you a little bit of a, a sort of a quick background, I um, came out of um, 
sort of the academic world very early, uh, right after my BA, and was um, had been very become very very passionate about discovering more about uh, who who we are as human beings from an evolutionary standpoint, but also how do we maximize more of our potential? And that drew me into yoga and meditation and uh, a really long uh, journey there. And then uh, sort of continuing when I returned from India along uh, many other pathways. And one of my passions uh, quickly became uh, alternative approaches to uh, help people to heal. And I was exposed to a lot of that when I was in India. And But after some time, after Alternative Medicine, The Definitive Guide, and launching Health World Online, uh, which we, we launched with over, over 30,000 pages of expert content on all areas of natural health and alternative medicine, from herbs to nutrition and a whole, whole range of other, other areas. Uh, but And we were really, what we were trying to do at the time was to bring a, a sort of life, life-giving wisdom uh, that was uh, had been around for, for, in many cases, you know, for millennia, in some cases mm. uh, slightly newer, that people couldn't get access to. So with the internet, the idea was for now we could actually, people all over the world could have uh, free access to information that potentially could be life-saving. But at some point, I sort of returned to my roots of uh, of self cultivation and self care with the wellness imagery. I mean, with with uh, with yoga, recognizing that you know we can always try to heal what has gone wrong, and that's very very important. And there's plenty of people uh, doing that and putting energy there. But I realized that one of the, one of the things our culture really needed it was how do how do we operate as human beings and what's our internal operating system like and how do we how do we what what are the things that we can do to take care of ourselves so that we can thrive live fully but also avoid a lot of the pitfalls that we run into with particularly with regards to our physical health and our mental and emotional health so yeah. and and that's when i discovered you know the wellness inventory program back in 1996 at the national wellness conference and i had been i had been connected with uh, a good friend, Dr. Uh, Tom Ferguson, with he said you have to meet Dr. John Travis. He's mm-hmm. amazing, and uh, so we met, and I, I found out more about his, this amazing wellness inventory program that he had originally designed as a whole person intake for the first wellness center in the U.S. back in 1975. The Wellness Resource Center in Mill, Mill Valley, California, mm-hmm. and he opened this right after completing his residency in preventive medicine at Johns Hopkins and working with the National Public Health Service. And he had been turned on to whole person, uh, the uh, whole person wellness perspective from the grandfather of all wellness, Dr. Halbert Dunn, and that's what led him to, uh, to open uh, the center and develop this amazing 12-dimensional whole person model, which he formerly called the wellness energy system, which we now call uh, really the wellness wheel which some of you might have seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that was what drew me in, in, into the program, and I realized the power that it had on an awareness level to help people learn more about themselves and then also to become motivated to begin to take small steps to begin to create you know, sustainable change and improvement in their lives. And 
So that's really what got me uh, to the point. And we've sort of come a long way since we really got that kicked off in 2001. But uh, it's been a real, uh, a, really a, an extraordinary journey. What, what I really like is one of the major concepts that uh, got presented when I was doing the training is th- there, there is a, a, an end to how sick you can get. That would be death. But there's no end to how well you can be. And that was a radical concept to imagine there's no end to how well you can get. And wellness inventory, as I have experienced it, is a great tool to explore that frontier of getting healthier and healthier. Absolutely. Thank you, Sadhu. And and it's interesting, even going back to the 1950s with uh, Dr. Halbert Dunn, sort of the grandfather of the wellness movement, he used to write in, in journal articles, why is it that we doctors only talk about levels of disease? Yes. Why is no one talking about levels of health? Yes. And then that's when he began to get this concept of what can you do to integrate body, mind, and spirit to create a higher level of personal well-being, a, a higher level of wellness. Because it was, although that same sort of concept was present you know, in yoga and other spiritual paths, it wasn't really part of our culture, and we tended to look at all health through a disease model lens. So if I go to the doctor and he says, Jim, hey, your tests look good, don't see anything wrong, you've got a clean bill of health, and you know, and, and based on that, I'm supposed to walk out and say, great, fantastic, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm well, and really all it means, they didn't find anything wrong, and the next time I come in, I might say, oh, Jim, you know, this... We see this. This doesn't look good. We see this. This thing is off, you know. And then all of a sudden, my great state of well-being has been reduced to, uh, you know, oh, what, what, what's, what's wrong with me? Yes. So uh, it's a very limited perspective, and it's not very motivating. You know, sort of like it's like an on-off switch. You're, you're, you're either sick or you're well, and, yeah. uh, and it's a little more, a little, a little more, you know, involved in that. Yeah, exactly. And so it becomes management of illness and symptoms rather than learning how to get healthier, more vibrant, uh, more focused, more healthy. Uh, and, and that is the you know a recent development on the wellness movement. How do we get better? How do we take more responsibility and, uh, uh, and have a network of people that come from that paradigm, from a holistic uh, integrated medicine program rather than the disease, only disease monitoring and, and the symptoms? No, absolutely, and it's it's so fascinating when you're looking at this type of scenario. Um, and at one point, uh, about I don't know, maybe 12, 12 or so years ago, we had a couple of pilots, and one of them had been done uh, through a hospital that, and it was for uh, it was for employees at a school district. And they they used the wellness inventory with that uh, uh, sort of as the tool. And they did a pre and post whole person assessment. But in order to measure what was happening in between the workshops that they were doing on the 12 dimensions of wellness uh, for the participants, they also had a, fu- a pre and post health risk appraisal uh, to measure their health risks and also a physical with blood work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and, and in the program, there wasn't any you know, attempt to try to, quote, help people lose weight lower blood pressure or anything like that. They were really just focusing on how do I develop awareness and skills, you know, in some, some of these dimensions of wellness. And I'll just mention some of them, you know, uh, breathing, uh, sensing or our sensory awareness, 
or our, our ability to have situational awareness, uh, eating, moving, feeling, thinking, playing and working, communicating, intimacy. And we have many different ways that we can experience intimacy in our life, not just through uh, what we usually think of as a sexual intimacy, but with all sorts of ways that we can be closer or more bonded with friends, family, comrades, associates. And then the finding meaning dimension, which is very, very important, and and transcending. Yeah, that's a different focus and different uh, uh, orientation to acquiring different skills. And it's all about awareness. And the, the wellness inventory is a great tool for increasing one's wellness. Uh, we need to take a break in just a few seconds. So... Uh, if you got a couple more words for a second, then we'll take the break. Absolutely. I'll, I'll. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. All right. Well, we're with my dear friend, Jim Strohecker, and he was just about to share with you the results of this study. So I want to turn it back over to Mr. Strohecker and let him continue. 
Thanks, Sadhu. And so uh, what I was saying that uh, basically they had the, these workshops, uh, weekly workshops in the 12 dimensions of wellness, and then they were measuring, and, you, and they were using the wellness inventory program individually, but they were really measuring, like, what was the impact on a physical level? Because it was paid for by an insurance company. Insurance companies want to know this, right? Yeah. And, and what, when the results came back, everybody was extraordinarily pleased because they noticed that uh, on whole – like everyone, there was a overall improvement in uh, lowering blood pressure or normalizing blood pressure. That is, uh, triglycerides uh, were down and normalized. Uh, the high cholesterol had gone down. Uh, people had lost weight. Uh, they, I think, it was about 1.1 health risks on an average that people had dropped, and there was an increase in frequency of exercise. And as I sort of reflected on it, it just made it so, so much sense to me from a from a lifestyle point of view because so many of our chronic illnesses are basically, you know, we, we knowingly or unknowingly, usually unknowingly, engineer them over a long period of time by a whole range of choices and decisions that we're making around our lifestyle and behavior. And then we end up with heart disease or diabetes or something going or some other imbalance. And what I realized was happening here is that by focusing on themselves for this full period of time as a whole person and becoming more familiar with really what makes them tick with all of these key life processes and becoming more aware of and skilled in the expression of all of these that they effectively had reverse engineered what they, whatever they had originally engineered, you know, through poor lifestyle choices. And that was a real wake up call for me because sometimes it can become, can become that simple that uh, if things haven't gone too far, through lifestyle, and this, there's been a lot of research on this as well, not with the wellness inventory, but you know, through the lifestyle medicine, that this is really a, a very powerful way to you know, recalibrate and sort of reset and restore whether you've gone through, whether you have an illness, whether you've gone through some form of trauma, uh, addiction, or whatever it might be, where you're really looking sort of to restore your overall you know, personal well-being. Yes, Exactly. Yeah, very important. Okay, so anything else you want to add about that before we move on? Well, I, I do want to make one correction on my bio, and of course, this this is really a touchy, touchy subject because I originally come from Tennessee instead of Texas, and uh, and we're, we're although we're brothers because we <laughs> uh, my my joke with people from Texas is that we sent all the volunteers Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie <laughs> to help them lose the Alamo, and that usually gets them. <laughs> It usually gets them a little riled, yes. but, uh, but uh, I love Tennessee. Okay. Uh, so now I think we go into, if you can speak about the wellness energy system, the whole person model that is the basis for your program. Uh, could you go in detail and what the different dimensions are and how, how they relate to a person's awareness and increasing their health? Uh, absolutely, Sada. It would be helpful for me to tell them later where they can actually see this, so they can actually see the wheel at a later yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're on a com- and if you're actually on a computer, you could you could actually go look at it. But just go to wellpeople.com, and you'll see the color twelve dimensional wheel. And it's formally called. And this is what Dr. Travis created back in 1975 as the basis for this whole person assessment to really take a snapshot of our overall well-being at any point in time. He formally referred to it as the wellness energy system because on one level, it was looking at how we manage 
our energy inputs, like the positive, the, the, the energy that we're bringing into our, to our systems on a daily basis. And in his system, some of the primary ways we do that is through breathing, bringing the oxygen that powers all of our physiological activities. And those of you who have practiced yoga and have been meditators, you also realize on an energetic level that uh, the prana or life force in the breath is very, very powerful in, in building energy in the system. Eating is another key way that we bring energy into our body uh, to, to, to power our daily activities. And the third that he mentioned was the sensing dimension, which is a little uh, less clear. We're much more uh, familiar with, with breathing and, and eating, but sensing really refers to like the, light, the, you know, the various spectrums of electromagnetic energy that comes through light and sound and, and touch. And, uh, and a lot of the sensory input that comes in that can actually energize us. But the, and then most of the other dimensions on the wheel, particularly, you know, uh, thinking, moving, playing and working, communicating, you know, he referred to these as energy outputs because these are ways that we output energy. And a great, a way, uh, uh, an analogy that he uses, there was a, a Nobel Prize winning uh, a theory called the theory of dissipative structures, which basically uh, one of the, the cores of it is that humans, like all living beings, are what he called open systems. So as an open system, you bring energy on a daily basis into your system, you transform it internally, and then you output that energy to your external environment through your daily physical activities. So yeah. as a human, we're no different. But our habits today are that quite often – the, the quality of the energy that we bring in, like, for example, through breathing, because we breathe so shallowly and we may be breathing poor air, we don't have good breathing habits, uh, eating, we, we, we may, we're probably not eating all that well. Uh, some of us, uh, a lot of people put a tremendous amount of time focusing on trying to find good food choices, but if you look at advertisements and fast food everywhere and, and, uh, and our, the whole agribusiness system and pesticides and all the things that get into the water supply and into our food supply to get into our bodies, you know, that make, makes it a little bit harder for us to truly you know, get the energy we need to out of our foods. So if we're not bringing in high quality energy, we're, we're beginning sort of as, as a deficit. And then on the other hand, because we need that energy, you know, to fuel our uh, and to power our bodies. And then on the other hand, particularly in the 21st century, we're, we're going all, all the way around the clock. I saw an article today that the city of New York is trying to enact a law where you can't email employees uh, after work and expect, <laughs> expect them to answer. But it's, it's a great analogy because we're on all the time. M many people, it's like they're almost working you know, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week because they're, you know, they're, they're getting emails at you know, 11 o'clock on Sunday night and you never can quite uh, – shut down when we were growing up you know most people were working like nine to five and it was very, right. very structured you actually had the evenings to yourself you had the weekends completely to yourself yeah. and now with all the mobile devices we're, we're going all the time so often we never really truly turn off and we don't get enough sleep and don't sleep well so we're getting to a place where we have so much energy output and a, a, a more deficient energy input and that's a recipe really for burnout and that's a, yes. essentially what will happen at some point in time if you're if you're not able to take care of yourself with good self-care and uh and if you are over outputting so that's that's the wellness energy system and then one of the beauties of the wheel 
is that each, I like to also refer to it as the human operating system because it's sort of like the core of how the, the core activities that, that we do on a daily basis. The only challenge is that for the most part, most of it is on autopilot and yeah. not functioning that well. So we're, most of us are not aware of our breathing or, or the eating process. Uh, we're not that aware of our thoughts and feelings or, or maybe how we communicate with people uh, because we're just so busy and we're and stressed. So what the wellness inventory does is bring our attention to each of these areas and allows us through an assessment to explore each of the areas and sort of see how we're doing. And then from that point, uh, people uh, can you know, get a sort of a, uh, a global picture of sort of how am I doing right now with my well-being? How am I living my life? And they also, in the assessment, they're asked not only how true are these positive statements in the assessment in my life right now, but also how motivated am I to improve these areas like in the next you know, 30 days? So it helps to find where we're most motivated you know, to improve. So those are the low, low, lower hanging fruit where we can begin to take Action. So, so someone, someone online gets uh, goes at, gets access to the wellness inventory, and they answer. I think it was ten questions uh, for each one of the twelve dimensions, and then the person, uh, then the uh, uh, coach can look at those responses and then discuss the results with the uh, person taking it, and then if they choose to develop a wellness plan based upon that mutual assessment. Is that pretty much how that works, the mechanics of it? Yes, exactly. And because the, 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 the uh, assessment sort of acts as an awareness raiser and an educational tool as well as an, aware, as an assessment tool. And then by focusing on the motivations as well, that gives a coach and a client a really great starting place where you're already way ahead of the game because you dug pretty deep into your life and have, a, have a, a clear picture of some of the areas where you're strong, some of the areas where you may be more challenged, but more importantly, where am I motiva- most motivated to change, which is like gold for a, for a coach yes. and the client, so they're able to really start to move forward in a much more you know, effective and deliberate way. Yes, yes, right. How, how, how long have you been working with the assessment tool? How many people, because glo- it, it, it goes global, people can take the test anywhere in the world, right? So how many people do you think over the years you've been doing it have taken that the test and how many trained people do you have in the world? I don't really have a, a good a good number off the top of my head. I would say tens of thousands of people have done it. Yes. And uh, and sometimes all it takes is like one really large client, you know, to uh, really move that uh, way north. Yes. And uh, we've trained uh, probably about 800 Coaches uh, worldwide and over thirty countries, you know, through our through our certification training, which is a live training delivered more webinar style, but highly participatory, so people can participate as long as the you know uh, time time zones work uh, from yeah. anywhere in the world. Yes, yeah, that's fantastic. And then you have ongoing training and updates, and people can retake the training if if they need to. Exactly, and we uh, so we we offer the training you know three times a year, uh, with five different at least five different classes, and we always and there's uh, lots of follow up with that with monthly support calls, and a lot of our graduates split off into different groups uh, of specialty groups where they can sort of support each other and co- and co-create. Um, 
And so a lot of what we're focused on is really helping to support a culture of well-being and, and seeing that happen, and which you can discuss a little later maybe, and, and uh, many, many different scenarios and different aspects of our society and, and a culture. Yeah, I know you have, you have or had one group for veterans, which I was participating in for a while. Yeah, so, so that was our military wellness group, and yeah. we have one for nurse, nurses and wellness, one for college educators, because the wellness inventory is used extensively in, in college education. Um, so uh, 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 educators and wellness, we're developing one uh, for yoga teachers and have another uh, one that's uh, focused on uh, – uh, uh, on police officers who have who've taken the training. So All right, hold that hold that thought. We're gonna take a break and we'll come back and continue there because that's really exciting. The expansion of the access of people to for people to take the wellness inventory. Hold hold on and we'll be back in shortly. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. All right, we're with our, uh, my guest today, Jim Strecker. So um, I'm going to turn it back over to him. And I think one of the, uh, one of the questions I have uh, is... Uh, how did the universities begin to pick this up and make it part of their curriculum? What motivated them to do so? Well, it's really interesting, Sadhu, because actually going back into the 1980s, before we even had like the online version of the, of the wellness inventory and the whole life balance program around it, uh, Dr. Travis's wellness workbook 
uh, which was which is actually still in print, which is one of the classics of the whole whole wellness field, uh, was was used quite a bit in uh, college classes, and and it was particularly with nursing schools and you know sort of undergraduate health and wellness classes, and. We started getting approached by by universities when they saw the tool uh, back in the early two, early two thousands, and uh, and we figured out ways where they could integrate it into their curriculum. Uh, in some cases, it would just be a matter of like in an existing health and wellness class or a nursing class or whatever that they would. Uh, use the wellness inventory, do a pre and post whole person assessment at the beginning and end of the semester, mm-hmm. and then each week they would focus on one of the 12 dimensions of wellness. And using the wellness inventory, they might read like some of the commentaries on the assessment statements for that for that week's dimension, so maybe like the breathing dimension. And then they, they would go and select a self-care practice from the resource center on breathing so they could actually do something that they could experience. And they, then they might also reassess that dimension. And finally, they would do a journal entry about that particular dimension so that they could do the full circle of sort of learn, experience, and then integrate and reflect. So that turned out to be a really strong teaching tool, and the students loved it, and and it actually began to have big impact on students' lives. And we've even had some some, some universities that have created classes that are new classes just based on the wellness inventory and the 12 dimensions. There's one uh, one college also has created a new class. Was well, actually they retrofitted a, uh, a class called Physical Activity and Wellness, which is a required class for every student. And the wellness inventory became the wellness content for the wellness portion of the course. You know, aided by some other videos and whatnot. But they focused each week on a different dimension of wellness, and they had lots of assignments, papers, and things that they did. And it was just you know, very transformational for the students, and particularly. The challenges students are facing today with overwhelm, anxiety, depression, uh, lots of issues about performance that they, they were finding that this this was giving them some of the foundational tools to learn how to better self-regulate, how to you know calm their anxiety, how to calm their stress, how to be centered, maybe some tips about you know sleeping well and eating well, which are much easier to do once you've de-stressed yes. and learned, learned some of the tools to have more presence of mind and, and, and be less reactive and uh, imbalanced. So this could be used uh, for people that are having drug and alcohol problems to learn healthy uh, ways to cope with those problems and develop you know, a wellness uh, plan that can really change their lives in a, a fundamental way. Well, absolutely, and that's that's been one area of great interest of ours, and it's been sort of slow moving. Uh, early on, when we uh, we approached recovery centers, we found that they weren't very holistic, right. and that sometimes some of these really high end places, the nurse, I mean, the, the 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 therapist would be outside smoking cigarettes with with the people staying there, and there's candy everywhere. Right. And I was like, well, <laughs> something something's wrong with this picture. And when they were then they went home, it was sort of like, okay, you're everything's. Everything's fine. You you spent your thirty thousand, and they leave, right. and uh, with no no real aftercare. I think that's right. where a coach could be invaluable. Working with someone coming out of a program, and then also that whole idea that if you've really gone through a serious uh, uh, substance abuse or, or or other other form uh, of of addiction that has really you know, ravaged you physically, mentally, emotionally, where yes. you're like you're really sort of fried and burned out. Um, 
and not well, uh, this is a wonderful tool uh, for well, anyone who's dealing with trauma or whatnot to, to sort of help rebuild oneself from a whole person perspective. Because often it's sort of like you go through these real traumas and you might get some mental or emotional help. Maybe someone helps you with diet or exercise or something. But for the most part, you're not really looked at as a whole person and, 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 you, and you don't really know how seriously you've been impacted. So if anyone is looking at the wheel at Well People, for example, imagine just putting like addiction in the center of the wheel. And then imagine how uh, that addiction might have impacted your, your well-being in each of these 12 areas. And then and often you, what you might see is like a very uh, sort of shrunken wheel uh, because those life processes tend to get they, they tend to get reduced under stress and trauma. But as you begin to bring awareness back and begin to pay attention and begin to do positive self-care practices, you begin to see those grow again. So I think it's a, for the future, it's, a very, it's a potentially a very dynamic approach to, appro- to deal with a whole person and give them uh, an, an ability, you know, particularly working with a, co- with a good coach or in groups, you know, to begin to recover, you know, part of that whole person experience they had lost. Right. So there's many applications of uh, use of wellness inventory in terms of population. So one, as we just mentioned, is addiction and recovery. One is corporate executives. One is nurses. One's doctors. One's educational institutions. One is veterans. So it really has a tremendous uh, applicability to many different settings and many different demographics and organizations. Could you speak to that? For yeah, no, that's very, very true. And it's funny, originally, uh, you know, we thought that this program, and this was like 2001, we thought, okay, this may be a good program for like worksite wellness mm-hmm. and maybe for individuals, like sort of direct-to-consumer people using, using coaches, um, because we did, there wasn't much evidence of any interest in wellness and most other sectors of our economy or, or, yes. or our culture, and what we what we saw happen, you know, start start to start to ramp up at that time, and then it's really sort of gone off the charts in the last last few years. But all of a sudden, like a, a leading spa would, would contact us and say, "This this mm-hmm. this looks like perfect a perfect program to work for people." Then all of a sudden, we would get a, a call from someone in the military. Then there would be like a university. Then there would be like a church. Then there would be Someone wanted to use it, you know, for uh, some other uh, application, maybe a, in a hospital setting. And so we, we initially we sort of looked at it as sort of sectors, like like different, almost like markets, mm-hmm. like that were like different different types of organizations or different parts of our culture. Then the next level that really started was all of a sudden it was more about uh, what are the what are the different focuses you can have with regards to human wellness? And we began to recognize that you really could put anything in the center of the wheel and take a whole person focus towards it, whether it's living with cancer, whether it's stress, sleep, uh, PTSD, uh, brain health, heart health, diabetes, where you can look, instead of looking from a conventional frame, look from a whole person frame, and how could we maybe help someone in this area by being able to take more of a whole person approach and not just a holistic approach. Sometimes when I hear holistic, 
and we, we hear like, oh, that's body, mind, and spirit, which is still sort of general. But this gets very specific with these 12 key dimensions because it covers body, mind, emotion, and spirits, and, and, and much, much more. And the beauty is all of these 12 dimensions are interconnected. So when you, for example, if you were doing a breathing practice, one of the things you might notice is that when you come to the next dimension, sensing, that your sensory awareness is heightened and you feel more present when, you're, when you've been doing a breathing, uh, self-regulated breathing practice. Mm-hmm. Then, you might, then you might notice, emotionally, I'm feeling very calm. I was really anxious or angry before I started breathing. What's that about? My whole emotional state's changed. And then with the thinking dimension, like in yoga and meditation, I think it's, it's almost like a mathematical equation. When the breath is calm, the mind is calm. It's that simple. Yeah. Yes. And then you can just go around the wheel to each of these dimensions and see how does being chilled out with your breath and helping to sort of self-regulate all your body systems and really get the parasympathetic nervous system uh, activated, how, how does that affect all these life processes? And it affects all of, all of them in a, very, in a very positive way. So then all of a sudden you see even with one small step, doesn't even cost you anything. It's just a little bit of time, a little bit of attention. It's right under your nose, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and you can have so many benefits. And so much of wellness is like that. When you get the, to to work with these life processes, they don't really cost anything. Uh, and there's all sorts of things that we can do um, with uh, with awareness in those areas to begin to you know to to create to create improvement in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So. So much uh, a- applicability across a spectrum of uh, situations. So, do you have uh, handy uh, any like case examples uh, where someone's used it and how it how it's changed their life? Well, I, I give some, some interesting ones. So like one one from that's recently been happening uh, with the U.S. military, where one of our graduates, uh, Dr. Scotty Vale, created an amazing program. Uh, for dealing with sexual assault and harassment, mm-hmm. uh, and this is when she was uh, stationed at West Point, where uh, as a program utilizing the wellness inventory in the twelve dimensions for a face-to-face advocacy—I mean, face-to-face advocacy uh, program—with uh, the individual just to really help them grow their self-awareness, uh, not trying to fix, not trying to change anything, but really helping them sort of rebuild and build a lot of. Uh, skills, internal self-regulation skills, and um, and that and we'd like to see a, a much bigger application of that uh, in the future. And then o- others are really, I'm just thinking sometimes even of our students who report things. This is like another little side effect of the breathing. Uh, pe- I've had numerous people say that uh, they just begun to breathe when they got stressed. And they would get into a big argument with their with their kids or their spouse or someone at work, and it would start escalating out of control. And then they would start to breathe. That would begin to calm them down, and all of a sudden, the whole argument would just unravel. And wow. both people were sort of looking at each other, sort of mm-hmm. quizzical. But uh, and I, I just like to joke that it's a, a, like a positive, unintended positive side effect, you know, of breathing. And uh, and uh, I think we're probably coming on the hour. I mean, yeah. on, uh, on, on, on time, time for a break. So let me know when I, if I need to. Uh, we we can pause now because they'll they'll take a break now and okay. we'll come back. Perfect. Mm-hmm. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness dash inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned in to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.khalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Guest today, Jim Strohecker. So I'd like to turn it back over to Jim and we'll continue. And this is our last segment of this program for today. Go ahead, Jim. So, so hi Sado. Just continuing like with your last question about what are some what are some examples of or case case studies of, of what what what's happened with people. And actually the one that I gave earlier was a sort of a good example of working with a group and how just focusing on our, our well-being from a whole person perspective, focusing on each of the dimensions of wellness so people get, can get an experience of that in their lives and maybe how they can step that up a bit with some, with some more awareness and skills, uh, whether it's how to communicate better, how to listen better, you know, how to have better emotional self-management, how, how to be able to keep a more focused mind, how to eat well, uh, uh, bring more movement into your life. Um, so with this, it's sort of fascinating because sometimes it'll be – just one, like one dimension that makes that makes a huge difference. So I just mentioned, you know, people uh, reports of all these people breathing and getting really stressed, and, and then as, as they get stressed, I mean, as as they begin to breathe when they're stressed, they find that all of a sudden they stop throwing fuel on the fire in the argument, and the other person doesn't have everyone to fight with. And mm-hmm. one time I had uh, one of one of our students said that it had transformed her relationship with her kids because all of a sudden her kids were looking at her saying like. Mom's listening to me instead of fighting. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like a transformative moment. And, and we've had other people who, again, just doing the breathing, and who, who had high blood pressure and were monitoring every day, reporting back that my blood pressure has normalized. And I went to my doctor and they said, what are you doing? And then they told him, they said, no, come on. 
I don't, I don't believe you. That, that right. couldn't do that. Right. And finally, they, they realized it was true. So, so my doctor said, can you teach me how to do that so I can yeah. teach it to my patients? So, you know, not, none of that is rocket science. I mean, people have been watching their breath and doing self-regulated regulated breathing for, for thousands of years. Yes. But it, it hasn't become like a cultural value that we're taught. And that's beginning to change. And so with so many, so many of these different areas where I, I remember one, one student uh, who said, and he was probably like you know, 20 years old, and, and he said, well, I was taking the assessment, I got to the communication section, and I have, I have a pretty contentious relationship with my girlfriend, and, and you know, we're always fighting, and I, but, and I always have to be right. And then when I was going through some of the statements in the assessment for that dimension, I recognized that, wow, it's really important to listen, it's really important to honor other people, and I don't have to, it's not a competition, and I don't have to always be right. And a pretty rudimentary stuff, but I mean, he was young, and this was the first time he'd reflected upon that. So that sort of transformed his relationship because yes. he actually began to hold space for his girlfriend and began to to listen and acknowledge and not always, you know, get contentious. Right. And in, uh, in that area, and that uh, reminded me when I was working with one of the clients with the wellness inventory about communication, and most people think that it's about how you communicate communicate with others but there's self-communication and there's communication with the higher power so in the word communication there are many different jewels and facets and that's what a good coach can do can uh, help relate into all the different nuances of just one category and that produces in many people an aha experience that they never thought about before that's a, that's a great example, particularly when people become aware of the, all the negative self-talk, the sort yeah. of like wallpaper, it's sort of always in the background, so you don't even notice it. And then, so that's a, a thing we, con- we constantly hear with our students, but also with, with people you know, who are going through programs or working with coaches, is that they start to become aware that, oh my goodness, uh, I'm, I'm constantly, I, I have this uh, constant self-criticism going all the time, and maybe that's not really serving me that well anymore. Maybe, maybe it's something I learned when I was a kid. Maybe it served me for a while, but it seems to be like more problematic than anything else. So people just begin to start to let that go. And one of the probably one of the most important shifts that takes place for people is, is with the very first dimension, self-responsibility and love, when they begin to realize that I've all I, I've really never put myself first. I always put myself at the back of the bus. I take care of everybody else and burn myself out. And then I'm wondering why I'm unhappy. And I, there's never time for me. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the analogy of on the airplane. You know, if there's, a, if there's an emergency and the oxygen mask drop down, to put, put it on yourself first to make sure you're okay and capable so that then you can help kids or others. Because you're not going to be able to do a very, a very good job if you're gas, gasping for yeah, air. Right. And it's, yeah, so it's, so it's, and people are beginning to understand that more and more. They see, oh my goodness, you know, how, how can I expect to run my company? How can I expect, you know, to take care of my ailing, ailing parent or whatever it may be that they're doing, take care of my family if I'm not taking care of me because I'm cutting myself short and then I don't have the amp and the, ju- I mean, I don't have the juice, you know, and the energy yes. uh, to, to do what I need to do and to, to fulfill my responsibilities. And often they recognize, and often it's sort of recognizing the need for self-compassion. Because yes. in our culture, we're, we're pretty tough on ourselves. And we internalize the criticism we hear, like in our families and in our neighborhoods and our schools, 
on ourselves. So we're constantly telling ourselves, you're so stupid. I can't believe right. I did that, you know. Right. And then if that just becomes like a, a constant, a constant little message that's running, it's sort of like, and then you're trying to improve yourself it's, or improve your well-being. It's sort of like you have a foot on the brake and a foot on the accelerator, and you're wondering why you're like laying rubber. You, you can't really go anywhere. <laughs> so, exactly. It, yeah. So people often find that when, when that light goes on and they recognize, wow, it's really imp- it is, it's not selfish. It's really important for me to take care of myself. You take care of your car. You know, why wouldn't you take care of you too? Yes. So that people often really start to take off when they have that, 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 that new awareness because it sort of gives you permission to be responsible for yourself, to take care of yourself so you can do all the things you need to do in your life responsibly and well. Exactly, exactly. All right, so uh, can you talk a little bit about the training that you have, the certification uh, training and uh, when that happens and how do people uh, get access to that and, and so forth? Sure. Yeah, our certification training has been going through since 2006. We train certified wellness inventory facilitators and certified wellness inventory coaches. And uh, so we were one of the very first wellness coach trainings. So we have a two-level training. And the first level is a 14-week training where you're focusing on your own personal self-development. You're learning each of the 12 dimensions of wellness. Each week, we focus on a different one. You're learning about behavior change, and you're learning wellness coaching. So it's a, it's a very you know, rich curriculum, very highly interactive. We generally have classes of maybe you know, 12 to 15 people with everybody on, uh, on at the same time. Uh, able to see a screen and able to participate and talk, lots of discussion. And so you're really learning how to effectively use the wellness inventory program and the 12-dimensional model in coaching groups, workshops, a whole range of different ways that it can be utilized. And then we have a level two course, which is seven weeks. And both of the courses are two hours, or two or actually two-hour weekly courses, live courses. And this one just focuses on enhancing your coaching core competencies around uh, what we call the holographic growth process and the wellness inventory program. And uh, when you've completed that, you become a certified wellness inventory coach. We right, have, Jim, Jim, let me just say one thing. We're getting close to the end. If anyone in the audience is interested in taking the wellness inventory, please contact me uh, and I will work with you with that for you to take it and go over the results with you. And then if you're interested in taking training, let me know. I will connect with the Jim so that you can sign up for the training, which he has the next one. When is the next training you have? Uh, the next one starts actually uh, next week, Tuesday okay. nights from 7 to 9 Eastern time and runs from 14 weeks. So April 3rd to July 3rd. And then we have two more starting in, in sort of mid-September and two more in mid-February 2019. And um, you can find out more at wellpeople.com, but mm-hmm. please uh, please contact Sadhu. He's a, an amazing coach. You're really fortunate to be able to work with him, and he's just a real master of working with the Wellness Inventory Program uh, and helping you to achieve you know your goals and improve your overall level level of health and well-being. Thank you, Jim. They're saying we got to go. Thank you so much for being my guest. I my appreciate pleasure. Every, everything you shared, and I hope that's helpful to people. Thank you. Pass of time, 
Thank you for listening to Total Health Recovery from addiction to super health. We hope you'll join Sadhu Khalsa again for another program next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Join us again in one week. Walk such a path with all your faith. You will never So